It's time for Trucking Trends. Our good friend Tim Ashoff, President and COO of Creek Carrier Corporation, Creek Carrier, Schaefer Trucking, Hunt Transportation. Uh, trucking industry facing a bit of a slowdown in 2020 as we enter uh, entering the uh, last month of the first quarter already here. But then we have the coronavirus adding to uncertainty, not just here, but around the globe. Uh, we've already seen uh, effects not just on the West Coast ports, but we ran through um, what was going on uh, on the West, on the East Coast as well yesterday morning. Um, Tim Ashoff has been closely watching the situation, working with customers to assess the impact on freight transportation in the U.S. That was the planned uh, program this morning, wasn't it, Tim? Well, that was the plan, but uh, just as with the uh, coronavirus, Mother Nature uh, always can always trump our plans and on short notice. I know that. That's for sure. We'll talk about uh, the coronavirus and some other things that are affecting uh, trucking right now. But uh, obviously, we've just had the uh, tornado uh, or tornadoes uh, through middle Tennessee. But kind of in a first things first, I know you guys uh, were greatly affected out in um, Wyoming on I-80 or uh, over a hundred vehicles Sunday afternoon at about four o'clock or so between Rollins and Wamsutter. I-80 still closed between Rollins and Laramie in both directions. They don't expect it to open until sometime this afternoon. And this crash occurred on Sunday afternoon. Um, and then uh, they have rolling closures uh, on the westbound side from uh, Cheyenne on on to Laramie, and then it's closed in both directions, and then we go to um, the um, eastbound side, closed from uh, the Rollins on across through to uh, Utah. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, your assessment there, Tim, and then we'll kind of move into the uh, Nashville uh, scene. Yeah, I'd say, well, first off, in, in both Wyoming and, and Nashville, our, our thoughts and prayers to the families of those impacted by both those events. Uh, you, you know, in, in trucking, Mother Nature can, can you know, create a lot of challenges for us. And certainly uh, the road conditions there in Wyoming uh, and the whiteout conditions that were created on Sunday uh, caused a lot of havoc for many. And, and you always hate to see... Uh, the human impact to that, um, let alone just you know having the hundred vehicles uh, involved. Um, so you know, hopefully those that that were involved, uh, if there's any injuries, those people heal quickly. And and for the family members of those others that uh, um, you know you know that we we send our prayers and thoughts to them. But now it's uh, you know it is a uh, as you kind of indicated it's a big mess and and certainly we know the authorities there have a big challenge in front of them and they're working diligently to to get the interstate opened up. Um, it might have been uh, on your show I was listening the other day I think 80 across the West I think since January and I've heard has been closed over 54 55 times so it's been a challenging weather year uh, across 80 through. Wyoming, uh, even you know Idaho, Utah, and, and and California. There's been a lot of challenges. It's been kind of a long winter in that part of the country. It has been. You know, Wyoming is the usual suspect uh, and has been forever in terms of where it is and uh, what happens there. But in recent years, uh, it's just been ticking up, 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 up. It's it's it's. You know, so there's a cynical joke that I-80 is closed more than it's open, you know, and, and of course it's as an attempt at some dark humor, I guess. Uh, but what can what else can you do, you know, but kind of just take it as it comes. You know, you and I have been talking together for a long time. 
And we always set in to talk about trucking concerns, real trucking issues, news, events, uh, trends. That's why we call this Trucking Trends. And every time we talk, there's always that wild card that gets put on the table, and it's weather, weather, weather. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's something that you know in our industry we we get a lot of wild cards. Uh, you don't expect something like the coronavirus, but but weather we know that's always something that you just never know what the next day is going to bring, and and something we as an industry I think uh, have gotten better at over the years uh, thanks to. Uh, forecasting and otherwise and you know like you mentioned uh, to me during the break you know down in your area uh, the the hurricane forecasting is getting better and better and we have sometimes you know a number of days to prepare but with some of these snowstorms and and tornadoes we we only have uh, hours or minutes to prepare and and thank goodness uh, down in Nashville it sounds like the the, the alert sirens did go off at least 10 minutes in advance so that gave some people some notice but uh, it's ever changing we have to be vigilant you know, I asked you uh, when we were uh, just chatting for the moment we have uh, during the news break at the top of the hour, uh, if 10 minutes uh, warning is, a, is that a pretty good uh, little stretch of time for folks in terms of tornado warnings? And you said, yeah, that's that's not too bad. Yeah, from from my experience growing up here in Tornado Alley in, in Nebraska, I've had some experiences where um, you know the warnings going off as the tornado's hitting, and, and mm-hmm. certainly that's that's not what you want. Um, and certainly, you know, typically ten minutes if you're vigilant and know what where your shelter is and what you need to do, um, it, you know, that gives you plenty of time to gather family members and 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 get to that shelter. Uh, the one concern, though, is I think the timing. I, I think if I uh, understand correctly, it happened uh, between midnight and 1 a.m. there in Nashville. Yeah, right around 12:30. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the, the there everyone wasn't in a deep sleep and and the siren actually woke them up. Um, that can be a challenge here uh, in Nebraska as well, depending on the timing of that. So that would be the one variable that uh, could have had an impact. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll certainly on, on our end of things uh, keep up with. Now, what about uh, uh, were there Creek Schaefer hunt drivers? Uh, and I know you guys are really trying to track down everybody there. You also went through that up in the Wyoming situation. How are you guys doing in, in terms of your folks? So far, so good. Fortunately, um, everyone we've been able to 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 contact has been safe, and they're um, obviously they them being safe personally is the most important, but also their equipment and our customers' cargo. Um, uh, we we are still confirming that with a few, so uh, but hopeful based upon where we think they are from a location standpoint, they should be safe too. So uh, we're very fortunate in, in in that way, and and but know that so many others have been impacted, and and again, um, we know it's devastating. Uh, not only to those in that area, but then people traveling through and and thoughts and prayers out to all of them. Indeed, indeed. Tim, why don't we go ahead and 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 this may I'm going to say this, but I hope I I can make folks understand where I'm coming from. The crash in in Wyoming, um, it's it's a thing that happened. It's in the past. Folks will recover from that. The road will get opened. We'll move on. Nashville, same thing. It's it's really really sad to see how fast the death toll has gone up. Though um, we start when I got here this morning it was two, now it's nine, and I'm sure by the time we leave the air it'll be higher. So that that is really really sad. But again, that will end. Um, all of our tornado hurricanes down here in the New Orleans area they come they go you recover. The coronavirus though we're just on the 
be the, we're on the first mile of a long journey, I think, here. Um, so zeroing in on that now, what impact? Because that's not just going to be a human tragedy uh, as the crash on 80 and the tornadoes in Nashville. Obviously, there's a lot of economics that are involved, but essentially it's a, mainly a human tragedy. That's true for the coronavirus, too, but boy, does it have an economic uh, compounding impact that we've seen in the stock market. We've seen ports closing, uh, the ports of, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the port over on the East Coast, uh, uh, clo uh, reducing their operating hours now. They started that uh, yesterday. Uh, they've uh, reduced operating hours by an hour and a half, and I'll, I'll find the name of the port. I, I just forgot it. Uh, but what I'm getting at is that the coronavirus is going to have long, long-lasting and global impacts. So what impacts are you guys uh, seeing there at Crete and Schaefer since the corona uh, outbreak, if any, at this point? But you're certainly preparing so far, the impact to us has been minimal. Um, fortunately for us, we, we haul mostly uh, foodstuffs and consumer packaged goods, and, and most of those are made in the U.S. Um, we obviously do have some customers that have imports that are a part of that, and so we have seen some impact, probably particularly on the West Coast in that area. But then at the same time on the West Coast, we have a customer that uh, is a big producer of um, antibiotic uh, or, or, uh, antibacterial, excuse me, hand wash, and, and they're just uh, pumping out the, the freight. So we've seen that pick up. So, uh, you, you know, it's just really staying in touch with our customers, um, trying to see, you know, the impact it's having on them and how that will flow through uh, to us. You know, one thing that has been interesting is, uh, you know, not the uncertainty, I guess, uh, here in, in what really has been going on in China from some of our customers that do rely on those imports on, um, you know, when exactly will their supply chain over there be at full force. Um, we are hearing from them that they are getting started back up, so that's a good sign. Um, but exactly how long that will take and when they will be at full force, um, people don't really know. So um, there's a little bit of uncertainty there, but, you know, as we talk to our customers and we talk with our drivers, it's, um, you know, we have uncertainty in our business all the time um, that um, we need to manage that uncertainty. We need to be prepared for it, but certainly don't want to uh, get anyone into a panic. Um, and, you know, that's where I think is a, it's a delicate balance there, as, as you indicated. You know, you always are concerned about, um, uh, you know, the well-being of our drivers, the well-being of the public. Uh, but at the same time, we want to continue to support the public through, you know, transporting freight and making sure the supply chain is, is solid and, you know, we keep the, the U.S. economy humming, so to speak. Well, you know, and, and you're right, and you, I, I don't know if you've ever been able to draw a line between, let's say, human welfare and the economy or health and the economy. But in this case, um, a couple of troubling aspects. You mentioned the hand wash, um, but um, some of the some of the doctors now who have been on some of the talk shows are saying that. You know, when you have a pill, there's all kinds of stuff in that pill, the stuff that makes it a pill, that keeps it together, and the binding agents and all of that stuff. But there's one thing in that pill that is essential, and that is the API. Um, 
the active pharmaceutical ingredient, API. I'd never heard that before until now. And guess where the APIs are made? China, you know. So uh, health and economy really go hand in hand in, uh, in, in, in this case. Although at the same time, now China is saying that it's on the down tick uh, there instead of the uptick, which is great. But the, now that it's spreading around the world, in terms of the, the spread of the, uh, the, the uh, virus, doesn't really matter much at this point. Uh, in terms of the health concerns, in terms of the economic concerns, uh, that may be some slowly developing good news. Yeah, we certainly hope so. And, you know, it's it's always difficult to, to discuss in that, you know, we, we never want to give the impression that we certainly aren't concerned about, um, you know, people's health and well-being. But it's that that balance of, of everyday life with, with what uh, precautions should you take, you know. And I was uh, talking to a doctor uh, a couple of days ago about this, and, and certainly you see a lot of different things on the news. We're following the CDC um, closely, obviously, but you know, his perspective and his advice was, you know, we we typically get our flu virus here in the U.S. actually does originate um, in China often every year. Um, and that uh, from what he was seeing and, and showing is that, you know, this is a this is a, in essence a type of, of, of flu virus there. And the extent and scope of it is it is it worse than the viruses we already had in this country for the, you know, it still is flu season. Um, you know, it's hard to tell. And, and his thing was to say at this point, it, it, it doesn't seem to be significantly greater than the normal flu. Um, and, and people go about their daily lives, you know, somewhat normal during flu season. Obviously, if we have an outbreak in a certain area, um, you know, sometimes uh, different uh, precautions are taken. But to have a nationwide sort of um, responses we're having to this, um, he felt was a little bit uh, atypical and, and maybe uh, going a little bit too far. But it's, it, that, you know, it's really hard to judge because, uh, you know, you want to do the right thing uh, to protect everyone, but they also at the same time, you know, try to keep things in perspective. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, now, yeah, you talk to your customers uh, all the time. Uh, they, they are, uh, you know, the, 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 the um, conversation continues. Uh, are they seeing uh, things in terms of weeks or months or, well, I wouldn't say years, but I, I would imagine that uh, the next several months are the big, are, are the big, is the big play at this point. Yeah, I think so far we're we're seeing it in the terms of of weeks. Um, you know, again, what we haul is mostly the consumer packaged goods, the things mm -hmm. you buy in one of the large retail stores, and and most of what they had indicated is that what what they needed for spring, the spring push here, they have in country. So uh, you know, things from uh, you know normal things things, but uh, you know, patio furniture, other things that may have been made somewhere else, that that's in country. Uh, and so you know, really that next big push where they'd have some things uh, coming a large amount of things at least coming is going to be that that uh, post fourth of july uh, late summer type items and back to school so uh, if it's a matter of weeks which they're still talking about that should have limited impact for that next major push from a, a consumer perspective so um, hopefully that's that remains the case and and um, you know they're talking about uh, as you mentioned ports a lot of obviously that stuff comes in through the ports and, and some of the, the immediate impact we're hearing now but it sounds like uh, Coast Guard and others are putting some procedures in place where, you know, they would they have they are able to accept 
ships from China and other places if, if certain criteria are met and, uh, you know, keep that normal flow going. Uh, well, maybe not normal, but to keep a flow uh, of imports uh, going as uh, China ramps back up. And so if we can keep that flow going at, at the very least, I think that will help us get through and, and hopefully make this a matter of weeks rather than months. Hopefully so, for sure. And by the way, I was doing a little multitasking. I'm, I'm, my my my, uh, my bad here, but uh, the Port of Baltimore, the Seagirt Terminal, is uh, the one that has reduced hours now, and it is due to the coronavirus over on the east side. Because got to remember, look at Italy, uh, France, uh, a lot of um, a lot of. Um, uh, coronavirus spreading through through Europe. You know, one of the things you guys have been noted for, and it doesn't have to be a, 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 a catastrophe or a crisis to bring this about, but you provide drivers with updates on economic conditions during your regular weekly videos that you guys post on social media. Uh, it's important to keep drivers informed about these uh, kinds of issues, uh, but uh, you guys continue to do that sort of thing even when something is like halfway around the world, but it still will affect us here at home. So you kind of get a, a kind of a jump start on keeping your drivers uh, informed and uh, pre and therefore prepared. Absolutely. You know, it's a team effort with us, our, our drivers and our customers. And, and the more we can communicate and all be on the same page as to uh, what to expect uh, the best we can, uh, you know, the more we can we can work together. So we feel it's important to let our you know drivers be aware of, of what's going on uh, and what we're doing here um, as a company. As I mentioned, we're seeing, you know, some impact on the West Coast, but thankfully we have enough other customers we're adjusting with uh, that have other products out of there or, you know, not um, essentially working with some of our customers to not send as many trucks into areas where, where those imports are, are uh, more of the outbound freight out of that. So we communicate that with our team members, let them know what's happening, because obviously it impacts them day to day. If, if we're not able to uh, keep them moving and keep them making money, um, that that's not good for them or their families. So um, it's that open transparency we need to have, that, that level of trust, because, hey, it's trucking. Uh, the, you know, there, there are good days, there's good weeks, and then there's challenging days and challenging weeks, and whether that's because of just normal seasonal cycles that we see, as, as we always talk, you know, January and February are typically uh, lower uh, freight months seasonally, uh, but then you add on it uh, the weather impacts we talked about or this uh, potential coronavirus impact, um, we want our drivers to be aware of what's going on, and so they can be, uh, um, you know, prepared themselves, but also confident that we're working uh, hard with our customers to to make it uh, all the, the best of every every season and every situation for them. You know, you mentioned something there. You used the term day to day, and. Um that is something that uh, you you have a foundation of well you know what you got these big issues going on these things that may affect trucking in a few months or for a few months or whatever but everybody is still living day to day we all work live and play day to day um, and it's all about perspective of course too and you guys know that so we have big disruptive events we've got the coronavirus which is the king of events at the moment but then we also have the i-80 situation that type of thing will occur again. Um, we have the Nashville situation. We're going to continue to have more and more tornadoes, hurricanes, storms, blizzards, you name it, floods. Uh, we're having flooding and all of the above right now, really, and for a long time. Um, so you got that going on. 
And you have to pay attention. You have to understand what the impact is. But the question is, what can carriers and drivers do to keep all of it in perspective as you try to do your job day to day? Because it still boils down to that 24-hour period, doesn't it? It does, but I think you always just keep have to keep your eye on on your core values and and the long term. Um, you know, here at Creek Care, we've been fortunate to be you know in business for 50 years plus and and debt free and focused on being you know the best trucker uh, in the business. You know, you can get sidetracked uh, by many things, whether it's hey this new business opportunity that's not in your core, or you can get sidetracked by um, this coronavirus or the storm or or otherwise where you still have to have one eye on what's my long-term vision and, and what's my long-term goal. And I think that's the same as a driver. Um, you're you're going to run into some challenges day to day. You know, you may have been either in in that uh, or near that 100 car pile up or sitting behind it on the other side and have to wait two days before you can get through. Uh, it's a near-term challenge, but if you understand what you know your long-term vision is and understand the industry and how it works and and how it can be good for you. Um, when you get through that that rough day and and have those great days and great weeks and and focus on the on the long term, um, I think it not only is is good. We have a lot of very successful drivers uh, for them financially, or otherwise, but for their psyche as well. Indeed, Tim, uh, handle the the short term uh, crisis, but keep the long term vision. Tim, thank you as always. Tim Ashoff, everybody, President and COO of Creek Carrier Corporation, Trucking Trend.